BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level three, the late night anger man for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Morenci. Sirius XM Channel 159. So there's a story here. Carolina Panthers tell Sam Darnold uh, that they could add a quarterback. They could add a quarterback in the draft. So, in other words, they're sending out the message to teams that, hey, listen, if you, you know, if you want to take Kenny Pickett or you want to take Malik Willis, then call us. Because if they're going to take a quarterback, why would the general manager hold a press conference and tell people? Unless, like, are you really that stupid? Like, that's the whole thing. And people buy into this stuff. And, like, you, like in any other sport, it wouldn't make any other sense. They're to be like, well, they're not going to tell you what they're doing, are they? No. Right? So, anytime they tell you something, you got to think the opposite. Man, there, there's all kinds of stuff here, too. Like, there's all kinds of, like, late, um, late, late comments and statements. Uh, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons uh, right now, the Atlanta, uh, Terry Fontenot uh, talking about um, the quarterback situation. We're not going to give away what we're going to do uh, at eight or any other pick. But we could come out of this draft with a quarterback. We want to add to that room, and we'll see what happens. What the hell is wrong with you people? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm actually speechless with this stuff. Like, unless all this, like, I was going to say all this stuff is a head fake and stuff, but I don't think these guys are smart enough for it. Like, like, listen, Arthur Blank is the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, right? Made his money through Home Depot. Do you think that Ar- did Arthur Blank make his money by telling Staples and, uh, <laughs> and, and Lowe's, yeah, you know what, we're going to expand into the chandelier and light and uh, electronic business. Um, we're going to an old press conference. Yeah, you know what? We hope to expand into this. No. Like, you expand and you beat your competitors. So, uh, either you want to you take this stuff for face value, but I said it before and I'm going to say it again. It's a volatile draft, all right? 
it's, it's a volatile draft. All we can do is just deal with the odds and, and try to lay down where we see uh, there's value. I do maintain, I do maintain that, um, that it's not a lock that, that Trayvon Walker is the number one pick. I'm not fully buying it. I, do, I even think there's value with Aiden Hutchinson still at plus that 250 right now. I think right now, listen, you can get into some of the the more we can get into some of the the more exotic uh, props, and there's there's a lot of them. All right, so we, we've already got into the first quarterback taken. A lot of the odds are, are already gone for stuff that we've played already. So I think really right now the best thing we can do is attack the player position props. All right, listen, we told you time and time again, Kayvon Thibodeau, take him under five and a half. It's four and a half now, and under is minus 194. I can't recommend that play. You missed it. It's too late. It is what it is. It's gone. This is interesting that Iquanu went to three and a half, now to four and a half. I've got over three and a half. The Late Night Anger Management Class, the countdown of the National Football League draft is on and where everybody's confused as we've ever been. Uh, where everybody's confused as we've ever been. I'll tell you what is very interesting, all right? Um, and I'm not going to tell you, I don't pretend to be, I'm not Kirk Herbstreit, I don't pretend to be Mel Kuyper, and I don't talk uh, to NFL general managers, and to be honest, really, when NFL GMs are talking to them, they're like telling them things that uh, they want to be told. Uh, in the first place. But what I can tell you is today, somebody that uh, from the covers the draft very, very well and in depth told me, they said, bro, jump in on like a Derek Stingley prop as like if you can get like on his under. And basically the, the comment was that the Houston Texans are supposedly the basically the Houston Texans have Derek Stingley Jr. as their number one prospect on their board, right? Each team's going to have different stuff, right? That they think is the best player. Now, the, you know the Texans. I've always said this about the Texans. They're the intriguing one because they need help everywhere, and people are like convinced they're going to take an offensive lineman. And I'm like, take an offensive lineman to, to protect what? Right, Davis Mills. Right, yeah. I mean, if Davis Mills is your quarterback, and I even like Davis Mills last year coming into the draft, when I talked about it. But if Davis Mills is your quarterback, you got bigger problems of protecting him. Right? Like, you better build. You better get some other things going here. We'll worry about the quarterback after. Right? Let, let Davis Mills is lucky he's a starter in the NFL. Pay him money. Let him get killed, and it is what it is. If I'm the Houston Texans personally. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and one of them are going to be there. Like there's going to like if you look, all right. So if it's eight, let's say it's Trayvon Walker first to the Jags, Aiden Hutchinson second, and then boom, you can get Kayvon uh, Thibodeau. And I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be angry teams behind you after this. I've got Thibodeau under five and a half. I don't think Thibodeau is going to get through that gauntlet of the Texans. The Jets at four. Everybody thinks Sauce Gardner. People are convinced the Jets are taking the DB out of Cincinnati. I wouldn't be convinced of anything when talking about the New York Jets. Besides that, whatever. They're the Jets. Steve Merrill joins us next. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm on your 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. Steve Merrill steps up and in wagertalk.com. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, Gabe, what you doing? Getting ready to go to uh, Sin City. That's what we're doing. There you go. Raging. <laughs> we're also doing a little raging uh, as well. Um, strange night uh, tonight, Steve. And I got to tell you, I had a strange feeling about the board um, coming into tonight in the NBA and in, in, in Major League Baseball, in the NHL. The NHL is like in the last couple of games in a regular season, so you're into the strange uh, part of that season. Major League Baseball unders have been cashing, you know, at a big time rate, like 65% blindly. We saw a bunch of overs uh, tonight, and then the NBA playoffs. I thought that Hawks. And he game was weird, Steve. Like, it just had that weird feeling as far as, you know, normally, you know, we give an opinion on every game on the air. Like, I say, you know what, I like this, and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, we're not selling the picks. We, we're on, we're live on the air. So we, this is what we think of it. I was perplexed by this one, and I was like, I don't know, guys. It's a weird, weird game. And, look, Miami were up all night, and then Atlanta ended up covering the point spread, Steve. That was a weird game, in my opinion. I don't know what your feeling was before tip-off. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that jumped out to me was, you know, both games are on that kind of key number of seven. There's really no key numbers in basketball, but some people think seven is kind of a key number because that's when teams do and stop fouling. You know, after a seven-point lead, you don't foul anymore. You call off the dogs. And both, you know, home favorites and what were bounce-back spots uh, got the wins as expected, but both failed to cover, as you said. The difference was that Miami covered the first half and really blew it in the fourth quarter, whereas Memphis had to overcome a, uh, an 11-point deficit just to win by two in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, the Grizzlies, once again, keep in mind, they gave up. They came back from that 23- and 25-point deficits. I think um, teams were 388-8 and eight straight up when leading by 25 points in the playoffs until the Minnesota blew that lead the other night. I thought it was very interesting to see the T-Wolves come back and win game four. I've actually stayed off the last two games. And, um, you know, Memphis, they got the win tonight. They're going to probably win the series. But uh, I don't know if maybe Minnesota's a lot better than we thought or maybe the Grizzlies just aren't ready as prime time players like a lot of people thought 
No, I think, Steve, they're both just evenly matched. I don't think, like, the seeds mean as much. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, I think the T-Wolves are sort of better than the record are. They've got good players, right? And and then, and then you get the Grizzlies, who aren't a traditional, like, powerhouse or anything like that, right? They're, they're an up-and-coming young team. So I'm not surprised it's such a battle. But I will give credit to the odds makers. I got into it with Teddy last week about this. And I said, you know, they're they're way off. Like when the odds makers are off by 30 and 40 points, and he's like, well, what are they supposed to do? What is the total supposed to be 199, right? Instead of two 230, <laughs> he's getting all mad. I said, <laughs> no, but they're supposed to scare you off or at least sort of rope you in. And I think they did. I mean, if you look at the totals in the Minnesota Memphis series, they were 239s and a half, 240s before. And, you know, you look at tonight, the 229, 229 and a half was 230, and it started to come down. Then that encourages you to sort of, well, you know what, man, the over is in play. They do a good job of getting action uh, this way. And and then, Steve, you look at the Miami game, that closed at four and a half. So I give credit to the odds makers there as well for setting the number at four and a half. And, and it sucked for the people that jumped in on the Miami Heat, right? And they don't end up covering that number, but... I do give credit to the odds makers tonight. Very sharp numbers when it was all said and done, Steve. And the other thing to keep in mind, I mean, I, I know the you know it's kind of a theoretical thing. They want to get you know 50-50 action, balanced action on both sides. But you know the bottom line is you are still setting numbers to try to get balanced action, right? You know, so you know you're both right in regard. You know, if you put 199 up, obviously they're going to get lopsided to the over, even though that might be the right number, you know, long term. Or at least um, to get action, Steve, right? Right. Because you don't right, want exactly. people not to bet. That's the whole point, right? I guess right. I would just say. Well, and we've go- talked about a game. I mean, the NBA playoffs for decades have been lower scoring by several baskets on average. And uh, yes. the NBA has become a higher score in regular season. We see all this load management with all these guys missing games, you know, a lot of playground basketball sometimes. I think it was trickier than normal this postseason to make those adjustments. I think, too, you see, I think there's money to be made, Steve, even though, you know, I'm so caught up and I've got so many bets before the game and everything. And I'm a big Raptor fan, so I've got my fandom part of those games and stuff. But, you know, a good example is the Raptors and the Sixers. I guess it was last night. It's hard to keep track of all these nights. But it was last night. And they was pretty high scoring early, Steve. You know what I mean? Like, they were both going up and down the court. It was like, wow, these guys got to 50 points pretty fast in what you would figure would be a defensive battle. Yeah, well, by the end of it, Steve, <laughs> like... Like it was, it was like old school Knicks Pacers and stuff. It was a slugfest, and it wasn't getting anywhere near uh, the total. You see, with Luka Doncic out of the lineup, they go over the number. With Luka Doncic in the lineup, it goes under uh, the number. So I'm with you, Steve. I think, but I was just saying, there's money to be made when there's these quick, quick sort of starts to the game, and people think, oh, because in a regular season it might continue. And even then, I've always been trapped. I used to fall into that trap when I was younger, Steve. Right, I'd, I'd be watching a basketball game and everyone's hitting shots. I'm thinking, oh, I better get it on the over. Look at this, and I start, you know, the, and it's the old listen. They're not going to shoot that percentage the whole time. The defense tightens up, coaches adjust at the half, and I have noticed you can cash in on this, Steve, if you're willing to play the in-game market on the in-game unders after the quick starts in the first quarters of these playoff games. No question about it. And um, from the side perspective as well, you can take advantage of it. I still think one of the best in-game plays I've ever seen was last week. Um, I think it was game two. Either game, no, it was game three. It was when Denver was back at home a week ago. The Warriors hit four straight threes. They were in the middle of the second quarter. They were nine for 13 from the game. They hit literally four in a row, and they call a timeout. 
and it's still 61-49. Denver's only losing by 12. And the Warriors, it, it's impossible to shoot any better than that. And the in-game line, it, yeah, it's because when they were a two-point dog, the in-game line was FanDuel was plus nine and a half. And they were down by 12, and it went to commercial break. So you knew they were going to kind of you know cool off. That cools off the hot shooting. The other team makes the adjustments, and Denver ended up leading that game for almost won the game outright. Um, you definitely want to take that contrarian view, but like you said, Gabe, you want to look for extremes. And I really think three-point shooting in both college and pro basketball is where you want to start. Steve Merrill, WagerTalk.com, kicking with us and. You know, I did a good job in a sense. I didn't. I didn't. I can't say I did a good job, Steve, because I I was on the wrong side pretty much. Not everything, but I had Memphis, Memphis money line in the first quarter. All right, Memphis money line first quarter. They could have done it. They had a chance. They had a shot late. They don't hit. They end up losing the first quarter by um, by two points. I've got over sixty, and um, and Edwards misses a freaking free throw, Steve. I could have got the push at least. He misses the free throw, so it ends up at 59. <laughs> so I'm on the wrong side of that. I'm on the wrong side of two plays in the first quarter. And then I had Memphis minus the three and a half in the first half, which was a bad play. But my stubbornness and my persistence somewhat got something back, Steve, as talking about in-game value, I ended up getting in on Memphis money line at like minus one, 152. And it seemed pricey at the time, but not really because they were bigger favorites. It was either like two and a half points or later 152. And I think it was a good decision considering they ended up winning by two. And we saw them, as we said earlier, overcome a 25-point deficit in Game 3 just a week ago, right? So you know that you know they can come back from these deficits when they're down. Uh, they're down by, what was it, 11, entering the fourth quarter tonight to win by two. They outscored them by 13. Um, so, that yeah, you definitely want to take adjusted line value. I think that's one certainty with in-game betting. I think you would have probably agreed, Gabe. You know, you almost always want to take the adjusted line value in your favor, right? So if it's a two-point dog like Denver the other week, you get them at nine and a half. If it's Memphis, who was a favorite for the game, minus seven, now they're barely a favorite anymore. You want to look for that discounted price, which you definitely never want to do in in-game betting is when a team is up and then lay double what the point spread was or play over a higher total than what the pregame total was, et cetera. You and I talked about it last week. The younger generation really live in the in-game stuff, man. That's They, they, they rarely bet before. I still have a hard time not clicking before, but I did a smart thing with the Blue Jays tonight. Similar situation. I didn't want to lay minus 205, and then boom, it was 0-0. The, the Red Sox had a runner on second base in the second inning, and suddenly it was minus 125. Jump in on the Sox. You know, there's opportunities uh, like that with uh, within game. It's just um, if you're old school, it's like got to get the bet in, got to get the bet in before the game starts. All right, Steve Merrill's old school and new school. Steve likes numbers and analytics too. <laughs> All right, so more Bobo Merrill on the other side. We'll take a look at Wednesday and Thursday slate. But a Raptors gonna win this series. What does Merrill think? Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arantzi. We're talking NBA playoff basketball with Steve Merrill. WagerTalk.com. So, uh, Steve, uh, Wednesday night's action. The Milwaukee Bucks are up to 12 uh, right now. Total 217 and a half. The Bulls put up a good fight. Um, but they're on the ropes right now. Or is this an instance, and now Levine's got COVID, so now Levine is going to be out as well. Is this an instance where it's sort of like coming into the series where nobody gave the Bulls a chance and then they surprised everybody and covered numbers and actually won a game? Or is this where the Milwaukee Bucks just delivered a knockout punch? Are you interested in at all in taking 12 with the Bulls? Yeah, I'll say this. You know, we talked about taking in-game value with the um... – the end game lines, you want to take the adjusted lines, right? Well, you've kind of missed the boat probably if you want to back Milwaukee. I think that boat was games three and four on the road. I, in fact, I, I like the Bucks in both of those spots. They won by 30 and they won by uh, 24. You did. I'll give you credit. It was yeah. actually on the yeah, we talked show, about it, wasn't front. it, last week? And when you yeah, said, yeah, even yeah. though they didn't have Middleton, you thought they would step up still. Exactly. And that, you know, I didn't think they were going to win by 30, obviously, but I do remember talking to you and Cam about it Friday. That's right. I did mention Milwaukee on, uh, on the live show on uh, Sports Grid TV. And um, I just feel like, you know, this could be a little bit of a spot where Milwaukee wins but fails to cover, just like we saw with the first two games tonight. You know, it's a big spread. And keep in mind, the Bulls did win game two outright as a 10 point dog. Now, of course, not having Levine's a big difference here. Um, and I think it's going to make it harder for DeRozan to take over like he did in game two where he had 41 points. Um, Milwaukee wins, but I'm not sure there's any value left at this point. I think this is actually a classic in game in which you can listen. You know what I mean? Uh, depending on whatever side you you're, you want to talk about here in that, let's say the Chicago Bulls play well in the first quarter, right? And, you know, the number comes down, then suddenly, you know, you lay six and a half in game or a seven and a half in game uh, with Milwaukee or conversely, you know, you end up getting an 18 and a half or something crazy, a 21 and a half with the Chicago Bulls, and it turns into garbage time. And and because they like said Milwaukee can't risk any more injury, right? They want to get in and out. They get this game going, they're up, Steve. They're going to pull their starters, bro. Like they would like nothing better to sort of be smoking them going into the fourth quarter. But that's what I'm talking about. An in game, we get a big fat number with the Bulls that could be attractive. Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking the same thing last night with um, the Mavericks and Jazz. You know, when Doncic had outscored the Jazz in the third quarter, at one point it was like 17-10. It was 14-10, and then he went down and hit another three when he just put his arms up. It was like 17-10. And I'm thinking to myself, they were up at like, what was it, 30-plus points at this point near the end of the third. And I was thinking, you know, this is the guy that wasn't even supposed to be playing maybe a week ago. 
why do you still have him out there? You know, at what point do you call off the dogs? And then it occurred to me, well, just a week ago, Memphis came back from a 25-point deficit, right? So there's always that fine line. Does Milwaukee really want to not risk having a game six, or do they start to rest some of the guys, especially already shorthanded with Middleton out? You know, you and I are sort of old school, Steve, and I I think we can sort of agree that, and in all sports, you know, in the old days, Steve, let's, you know, seriously, I'm just being honest here, and I guess it was, maybe I was young and dumb, but like when, when I would bet on a team in baseball, I'd be like, oh, okay, I bet on the Dodgers tonight. Oh, look, they're up 5 nothing. I'd almost be counting the money, Steve. You know what I mean? And, you know, NBA game, same thing. Man, we're up by 22, bro. There's there's 12 minutes left. There's, you know what I mean? There's 10 minutes left. We're up by 17. We're good. Dude, in today's day and age, Steve, we see time and time again, leads do get blown. And I think especially in baseball, not to get away from basketball here, but in baseball, I don't believe in this code stuff anymore. Uh, you know, I, I totally, like, I remember going back, I tell people all the time the Frank Robinson story when I was covering the Expos. He stole a base on Dusty Baker in San Francisco, and the, the Expos were up like 8-1 eight, eight type thing. And his response after the game was, have you seen my bullpen? And, and you know, there was another another manager the other day who said, you know, somebody got pissed off. It wasn't even Kapler. Um Actually, it might have been Kappa because he pisses people off every night. But basically, Steve, they upset somebody by you know stealing or doing something. And he said, well, I just saw my team score seven runs in an inning, and I know they can score seven runs in an inning too. And I believe in that in the modern era. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, so I think Spurrier, Steve Spurrier said it back in the 90s when he was coaching Florida. It always sticks in my head about I've never had a problem with college football teams like passing in the second half because most of the time they're backups, you know. And he's like, my guy practices hard all week long as the second string quarterback. I'm going to let him throw when he gets in there. So that's always kind of changed how I look at things. And also for, for an NBA team or an NFL team to have their starters out there, they're risking the guys getting hurt. So it's really not even a smart move. Um, and if, you know, bottom line is if you don't want them to do it to you, you should have stopped them earlier before it was 7 nothing, right? So I never had a lot of sympathy for these other teams when teams are, you know, quote unquote, running up the score. But to get back to your point about how it's happening more often, first of all, NFL games, higher scoring than ever, less defense. So not a surprise there. Three point shot in both college and pro basketball is probably what quadruple what it was a decade ago. So obviously it's a lot easier to catch up in that regard. And back in the 90s, the NFL teams ran the ball more. So it was also harder to overcome like a 17 point deficit. And then in baseball, though, even though the games are lower scoring the last couple of years, the bullpens are weaker than ever because there's more teams than ever so there's more weak pitchers on each team and then on top of that the starters are not going seven eight innings like they used to they go five innings so i think that's the reason we see it in all the sports that the leads aren't safe anymore steve merrill uh with us i would debate some of it but i don't have time uh, we don't have time steve, so Where do you disagree though i mean nfl running well, the, you know the only that's thing right. i would say about bullpens being weaker I don't know about that part. That's well, I think the only, let me clarify. They're, they're right. used more that's often. The, the starters don't go as long. I'll say it that yeah, way. Yeah. So, so the bullpens well, are more of a factor. Steve, but the relievers and these middle reliever dudes. That's true. That's a good money. point. Yeah. They're that's making almost, real money yeah. now, Steve. Teams are investing in bullpens now. Yeah, you're right. In that regard, actually, that does lead, by the way, to lower scoring yeah. games like we're that seeing. That was this my only thing. You bring the lefty in against the lefty. I think you're right about that. There's more specialty guys that we didn't have in the 90s. And another thing is, too, I would say that um, I don't love it, but it's not, you know, it's the modern baseball, but guys hit more home runs now too. Right. Like right. Guys, well, that, that's a great, that's the three yeah. point shot for baseball. Right. Yeah, and exactly. That's the, and that's the 20 yard pad. That's the Buffalo bill. Playoff be pass okay. the zone, right. Three, maybe three guys out of the nine kid. You know what I mean? Or three out of the eight in the national league, American league. You know what I mean? Okay. 
you know, all right, George Foster got power. This guy, Reggie Jackson, hit it home. Like, you know what I mean? There's a couple of guys. So that's a great point. I think but you're now, exactly right Steve, about that. like, you know, the skinny shortstops hit 23 home runs nowadays. You know what I mean? When, and they're all swinging for the fences, too. Yeah. You know, like Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs and those guys were all taking singles. Yeah. You know, they yeah. weren't swinging. Everybody in the lineup has that, you know, uppercut swing for the fence now. So I, you're exactly right. Home runs are the three point shots and then the passing ability of the NFL quarterbacks. So that's why they can all score so fast now. Uh, so Denver's getting nine. Is that too high here in, in this closeout game? Yeah, I think this is a different situation. You know, Milwaukee's coming off back-to-back blowout wins, so you can make a case that maybe they regress a little bit, and it's the biggest spread of the series. The difference here with Golden State and Denver, this is another series where I think you can pretty much agree that the one team has dominated just like Milwaukee has. The difference, though, is that Golden State did not close them out like the Boston Celtics did the other night, um, and Golden State's coming off a loss here. So I think of the two games on Wednesday night, the Warriors are less likely to take their foot off the gas. You think, yeah, this one could potentially could potentially get out of hand. All right, so Philadelphia and Toronto works out perfectly, Steve. We're going to be in Vegas. NFL draft and the Sixers and Raptors on Thursday night. Live from the NGM Grand Sportsbook. Nice. Uh, can't can't beat it. Next to being courtside at Toronto for the game, but I actually was um, for there for game four. See, I kept the faith. A lot of people, I can't believe you're going, you're flying, on and all that. Oh, you know, they're down three games to none. Said, hey, one game at a time. Um, so now the Sixers are a point and a half favorite uh, here, Steve, against the Raptors. What do you feel now a couple of days out from this game? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things here. First of all, coming into the series, I thought Toronto, you know, was definitely a live dog. We talked about them yeah, on the series yeah. price. Um, I had a best bet on them in game one. Did not work out. They lost by 20. Um, but, you know, now they're off back-to-back dog wins. And, uh, you know, by a 15-point straight-up road dog win, you would say, well, maybe it's a little bit of a flat spot. But the thing is, I still think Toronto can compete with them. So this is a tough call and um, would not be surprised to see this one go seven. Only three teams have ever – only three teams have ever been down – uh, three games to none and actually sent it to seven right. games before. And no one's ever actually won that seventh game uh, before either. Uh, the Raptors are going to be fired up. The only, the only thing that I would give to the, to the Sixers is, is the fact that there's three days off in between games. And it's pretty clear that the Sixers best player and Joel Embiid is, is getting tired. And his thumb is injured. He's getting tired. So now he is going to have not just 48 hours off, but but longer. And I don't know if this time off is going to be enough for Van Fleet, uh, to be honest. So, Steve, before uh, we get you out of here, Dallas and Utah. Interesting series. In- interesting series. So Dallas absolutely smoked them. right? So, but now, now they're back at Utah. What do you make of this? Dallas laying two and a half on the road. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And remember, Utah was what a one to three favorite to win the series when it started as the lower seed without home uh, court. I knew too. We we said Luca will be back, and it wasn't even just Luca. They won without him, anyways. Well, that that's actually the big takeaway for me, Gabe, is that they actually were winning without him because obviously yeah, they were up he was, two games to one without him. Right, exactly, and he was fantastic. I mean, last night, you know, in Game Five, and then um, of course they almost won Game Four. You know, Jazz had to come back to win that by one on Saturday. Um, thin air and altitude, not as much of a factor here because every team's traveling on the same schedule. But with that said, Utah has always been a much stronger home team and they are 30 and 13 at home this year. And now they're getting points. You know, they didn't cover as a big favorite because Don just snuck back into the lineup on Saturday. I didn't see that coming either. Although it didn't surprise me. Um, and they were like, what, six point five and a half, six point favorite in that game. They win by one. Now they're a two point dog. It seems like an extreme adjustment to me. Yeah, my feeling is, and this is my gut, and uh, tune in tomorrow. 
Um, or we'll post picks. Uh, I was going to say tune in tomorrow. We're not going to be on game time decisions tomorrow because we're going to be landing in Vegas. Uh, but my gut tells me sort of that Utah wins this game and then they'll get smoked in the game seven like they just did. It's sort of like how I've seen this sort of play out in advance. Right. But I've, I've got time to come to a conclusion, and so does Merrill. You can find him over at wagertalk.com. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us, uh, Steve. We'll say hello to uh, some of your colleagues and Tony Finn, uh, Teddy Covers, and uh, and whoever, whoever else we run into. Down yeah, and, uh, Dave Sherpin said he's already been scouting out the location, so I know he'll be out there as well. So, yeah, safe travels and say hi to everybody for me. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Gabe. The late night anger match cross continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Ramsey. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Countdown to the National Football League draft is on. Thanks to Steve Merrill for joining us on the program. The whirlwind continues. NBA playoffs into the NFL draft. We'll be throwing it down at the MGM Grand. And, uh, man, it was off the hook in Toronto this past weekend. We were supposed to do our 20th anniversary tour. Or not a full tour, but basically the, the stops uh, that the show was broadcasted uh, in over the years, in the 20-plus years. And we had little a little impromptu. Uh, get together in Toronto after the Raptor game. I just fired it off on Twitter. I said, all right, we're going to uh, Wild Wings. It's not Buffalo Wild Wings. It's another place just called Wild Wings. It might just be called Wild Wing, actually. But the wings are very good. We recommend it. Um, Very, very good wings. Uh, Fun fun times. But a ton of people showed up. It was off the hook. I know a lot of you, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the pictures. And... It's the similar situation now. It's the calm before the storm. My DMs, my Twitter is starting to blow up uh, right now. All kinds of people that like don't call the show, that aren't in the chat, and 
you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, it's like, oh, really? Oh, hey, nice to meet you. And, and I'm, I'm starting to see like message after message. People are like, oh, I'm, I'm arriving at this time. Where's the show? Exactly what time? So the show is in the MGM Sportsbook. You won't be able to miss us. I saw the setup uh, today. And um, it's uh, very, very impressive. Like I said, you won't. It's, it will be impossible to miss. Like we're taking the, the like we're, we took over like half the room, essentially. It's a big, big desk and TV set, and uh, and everything. So we're going to be broadcasting um, Thursday. Sports Rage, the radio show will be tomorrow night. Uh, but um, um, like as far as us set up in the sports book and everything, you know, we'll be doing like game time decisions, the TV show. And uh, it's going to be sort of, it's going to be cool. We'll do game time decisions, but it's going to be a um, a sort of crossover of everybody. Like, we'll be on with Scotty Farrell. Saturday morning will be cool. It's, me and Scotty Farrell are going to be on Saturday morning uh, doing like, uh, well, the draft will still be going on into into rounds uh, three, four, and then the rest of the, the draft, et cetera. But it's going to be off the hook. We've got the NBA playoffs going on. Thursday night's going to be crazy. Now, this isn't like, um, for those of you that are coming and for those of you that already live there are going to be coming and hanging out, then you know what? You can go on a four or five day bender. We will not be able to. And it's like good news, bad news. I'm excited to do it. We're doing like a 9 a.m. local show. I want to thank Mike Cardano for scheduling me at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> and I got to be honest. Um, to the point now, you know, in my uh, my earlier years, I could, you know, I would have been, ah, yeah, I'm fine, don't worry, I, I, I can par, I'll shut it down early and I'll get, I'll, I'll shut it down, we'll have a cold show, we'll be ready to go. Now I don't tempt fate, I'm like, now I'm just basically kind of like, Friday night's eliminated, Friday night's eliminated, so we, we've got to pick our spots, but we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. And listen, I know, but listen, a lot of people are basically showing up on Thursday, right? So a lot of people are going to be rolling in on Thursday. And uh, Thursday's night one of the draft. Um, the, the Raptors are playing the Sixers on Thursday night. So it's going to be off the hook. And you know what? It's not like, you know, every time friends and old people we haven't seen in a long time get together and it's Vegas. So Thursday, we're going to get after a little bit. Teddy Covers is going to join us live. We've got Tony Finn coming in live. We've got all kinds of surprise. We've got all kinds of people coming in live. Sports Rage, we have a lot of, a lot of fun guests coming in. Um, so Thursday night, you know, we'll get after a little bit. Thursday, it'll be a fun night. Uh, with you know, with the draft going on, and you know, this is a big party in Vegas and everything. Thursday will be a big sports rage, and then uh, Friday, Friday we'll sort of have to tone it down a little bit, just because we're on at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Hey, got, somebody's got to keep the lights on here, right? Got to be a pro. Um, but the good, you know what? It's like after that though, we're only on nine to twelve. So basically, at noon on Saturday, that's when that's our one day. We've got one day to, to like anytime I go anywhere, like um, like at the Super Bowl, whatever. We didn't we didn't really do anything. We were in convention centers and doing shows, and it was like. You know, even everyone else, a lot of the other people were on all the time. So a lot of other people got to go out and do things. Uh, our boy Matthias did not. He was locked in as well uh, doing doing shows. But Saturday, so basically all day Saturday, we'll, we'll get after it on Saturday afternoon into Saturday night. 
And uh, then I'm sure it'll be a hell of a lot of fun when we all get on planes on uh, on Sunday after. Fortunately, my flight will be a much shorter one that I just went through the other day, except it's never fully fun, is it? All right, so as far as the draft is concerned, there has been a lot of movement uh, with, with the players, and all we can really do here is go with what, uh, you know, go with what our gut is telling us. I really, I wasn't kidding last night when I got into it with George Kurtz about this stuff. I really try not to read too much. And I'm not saying I want to be ignorant, right? I'll read the headlines, but I don't want to get into too much of like, like I said, like right now there's a bunch of headlines here that like, what am I going to start? I'm going to start betting this stuff because of this, you know what I mean? The Carolina Panthers GM tells Darnold they could add a quarterback in the draft. Falcons hope to come out of the uh, the draft with a quarterback. Right? Like there's all these uh, you know, 49ers. I can't ever imagine trading Samuel. As in, well, he's going to get traded in 48 hours. I almost believe the opposite, right? It's like anything that is said, you almost have to believe the opposite of this. Because part of me actually thought, you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Atlanta Falcons took uh, Malik Willis. But are they really going to announce it to the world that they want to get a quarterback? You know, because if, if they really were in love with Malik Willis, then another team would know it, and they would just sort of say, well, listen, we're going to take him, or we, you know, we're, we're getting calls from somebody else. So as far as – this is as, as far as how I feel about this, I've already got Aiden Hutchinson in as the top pick. I can't turn back now. I laid 170. Hell, he was like minus 420 or something like that. It was minus 260 and minus 280. When it came down to minus 170, I figured, you know what? I can buy into this. I don't mind these odds. And then, boom, suddenly Trayvon Walker's the, the, the projected number one pick. But I'm telling you now, if you don't already have the bet in, I don't think it's crazy talk to take Aiden Hutchinson first overall. I don't think the Jaguars are committed to Trayvon Walker. Like, I don't think they've told them, oh, yeah, we're taking you first. Like, it's not like a Trevor Lawrence deal. And I also am not convinced. I am also not convinced that Trayvon Walker would be the second pick. Like, I don't think it's like one of these sort of, oh, it's like uh, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf or whatever. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, well, it's it's one, two, but who is it going to be? Sounds crazy, but that was a debate. You know, that was, people talked about that. Uh, I, th- I like, I, I think other people like Trayvon Walker, but I'm not sure that, like, the Lions love Trayvon Walker. Like the Jags do. Like Balky does. I said it before, and I see that Todd McShay, who I do respect, says Kayvon Thibodeau, two, to the Detroit Lions. Now, I told you guys I've already bet it, and I told you guys to bet it under five and a half. So we're, we're, we're betting, Kate, we've got Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson to be the top pick. I, I, you can get it at plus 250 now. I would recommend a small play on it. I've got Kayvon Thibodeau. As far as Detroit is concerned, I'm not... You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever looked through a bag of grass clippings looking for a four-leaf clover, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. To be honest, in the sense that as long as I got Thibodeau goes, you know, before six... I didn't bet on Trayvon Walker's draft position. But the Lions, you know, the Lions need help on defense, right? They need skill position players, but they can get that at the back end of the, the first round. They got more picks, and they have, they have a bunch of picks, the Lions. So 
the Lions are the team that could like go with the luxury of shocking everybody and saying, you know what? Yeah, we took Kyle Hamilton. We took uh, we took Derek Stingley Jr. Right? Like we have him projected to be like you know we we think he's the best player, etc. And it's not crazy. I've told you. We said a lot in the past that you know, I've I've heard a lot and I've seen a lot of different teams and stuff that have that believe that Kyle Hamilton really is one of the best players in the draft. Like that he's a top three type prospect, but that he plays safety, right? And they value the position, you know, et cetera, where he's going to get taken. Yet I think this draft could be sort of like whatever, that the GMs don't really care about what the mock drafts are saying. So I I just put in my bets, and I got a better number on this. So, you know, some of them I lost out on, but I got in on Stingley under nine and a half. Now, as we stated, I was told from someone uh, earlier in the day that covers this stuff extensively that, and they actually do, like, call and you know, are talking to people and all this. They said that they heard that the Houston Texans have Stingley as their number one rated player. Now, it's interesting. FanDuel actually has taken him off the board. It's He's the only player on the board right now that's locked. I found another spot where I just got in on him at nine and a half. Under nine and a half. There are a ton of, the, the wide receivers are all good, and there's a lot of them. There's not a lot, you can't, like, basically, there's not, there's not a prototype, but a ton of players like a Kyle Hamilton, like a uh, Derek Stanley Jr., like a Sauce Gardner. Like this this draft, and it's funny because people are like, oh, they don't like the draft. Yeah, but you don't like the draft because it's not sexy, right? It's a meat and potatoes draft. Like, I, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I think, like, honestly, there could be literally, like, seven defensive players taken, man. In the top ten, right? <laughs> you know, like there's look the, the defensive line. Aiden Hutchinson's, you know, whatever. He's going in the one or one or one or two. Trayvon Walker's going to go either one to four type thing. So yeah, Trayvon Walker's going to go. Kayvon Thibodeau's going in the top five. All right, so that's that's three defensive linemen right there. Then let's get into um, let's get into Sauce Gardner, who people believe is going to be the top DB taken. But now there's a run on Stingley. People live behind the scenes. Gardner's gone from eight and a half to four and a half to five and a half. You know, Gardner didn't give up a single touchdown in his career. Big, big time defensive back. The Texans, I don't know what the hell the Texans are going to do. I've had the Texans taking Evan Neal, and I see Todd McShay has them taking Evan Neal. Like, I haven't looked at it ever. Look, I haven't looked at McShay's mock draft once. The first time I'm seeing it. That's crazy. We've got the exact same pick so far. And I think he's a smart guy, so I'm 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 impressed that I'm on the same side. <laughs> um, he's got Evan Neal going, and then he's got a Quanu going to the Jets. I think if the Jets, they like put it this way, I think if the, the I think the Jets, if Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, I think if the, there's a defensive lineman there for the Jets, they're taking him, I believe, or they do go offensive line. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, yeah. This is like a sports metal radio tour. Uh, get ready, all right. One's, uh, call the Uber. Call the Uber. Man, I've gone uh, in and out of the air, these airports often. Uh, recently, but uh, we're ready to rock and roll. We're fired up. As I was just talking about Vegas, actually, you got to pace yourself in Vegas. Even though I'm a Vegas vet and I've actually lived there, you still, it's one of the few places, man. New York, there's a few places where you get off the plane and there's just that sort of, oh boy. <laughs> there's like a, there's like magnets of trouble and electricity where it's like, oh yeah, things could, I gotta, you know, you got to, you know, you better like think about what you're doing here because things could unravel very quickly. Like put it this way. And in fact, it was the last time we were all in Vegas together. And it was March Madness. It was when Jordan Poole beat Houston with the shot. Uh, Cam disappeared. Like Cam wasn't quite like a missing person yet. People were like getting concerned, concerned. Like he was gone for about like 12 to 14 hours type stuff. Right, like we were all hanging around together all the time, and the cam was just gone. <laughs> and everyone, people were getting concerned. I was like, "No, nah, no, he's fine. He's fine." And we sort of started to get a little bit more concerned, a little bit more concerned. And then I saw him sort of stumbling, like walking through the casino floor, looking like um, he was sleeping in a ditch or something. And I asked him what happened. He goes, "I don't know, bro." He goes, "I just woke up in a bush." <laughs> he had like. Like bushes all over him, stuff like. He, was like. he goes, I don't know. He goes, I sort of remember getting some pizza, sort of out, out there near Circus Circus, and like, he's talking. He goes, I don't know what happened, man. He gets, he's all defensive. He goes, I don't know what happened. He goes, he's got dirt all over him. It's like he's got like leaves, and he's like. And then five minutes later, he's all smiles at the blackjack game. Whatever. Hey, Ken, good to see you. Pace yourself. We'll see you tomorrow night on the, the Late Night Anger Management class, and we'll see you at the MGM on Thursday. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.